We are here down in Miami and the road show continues. Everybody wants those results, the 1% results, but they're not doing what the 1% does, which is the definition of insanity. There's a reason why depressed people hang out with depressed people and billionaires hang out with billionaires. Too, as I say, saying, as I say. Yeah. doesn't work. Doesn't I've been work. trying that for 37 years, hasn't worked. That is what anxiety is. The yeah. thought is the problem. For this show and everybody listen, I'm going to give you the cheat codes. Welcome to Behind the Rise podcast hosted by the Perino Brothers. My name is Angelo and I'm joined by my brothers and business partners, Lucho and Valentino. On this show, we will speak to successful local, national and global entrepreneurs, as well as discuss lessons we've learned in our 15 year career building a nine figure organization. We're in the middle of our journey now and want to share with you all the wins, losses and lessons learned behind the rise. All right, so we are here down in Miami, and the road show continues with our good friend here, Brian Delmasso. Welcome to the show, Brian. Good to, good to be here, guys. I feel like I'm the, the fourth brother, as I was saying. Yeah, you fit right in. Perfect. It's like the Jack fourth brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, Brian is the CEO of three companies, Matrix, Matrix Success Networks, Alvarium Systems, and Axiom Capital. Uh, Matrix Success Networks has mentored over 10,000 people from regular everyday um, people looking to better themselves all the way up to high net worth billionaires. So you've done a lot of good work in the community, you got a lot of good work helping people work on their mindset, business strategies, uh, in addition to a, a big software company in the hedge fund, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, so we're excited to get into your story. So I know you're a you're a Boston guy, right? A yeah, Massachusetts the guy accent, originally. The accent gave it away. Yeah. So you know, a lot of it's a it's a big trend. Like a lot of people down in Miami. Yeah. They started up in the Northeast, so we're excited to hear your story. So Brian, tell us a little bit about like you know how you were growing up as a kid. Were you always an entrepreneur? Kind of take us through your entrepreneurial. Yeah, no, so we get that question a lot, especially in entrepreneur groups, and it's quite the opposite actually. I grew up. Uh, in a, a smaller inner city, about 50,000 people. It's actually north central Massachusetts, so uh, about an hour outside of Boston. And I always tell people I kind of grew up American broke, right? Not impoverished, but, you know, my um, parents were divorced when I was two years old. So we moved from Pennsylvania back to Massachusetts at two, and I've been there from two to age 50. I've uh, been down here in Miami for two years now, but, yeah, I grew up pretty normal. Um, uh, me and my brother shared a room in a, in a third-floor apartment that my grandfather owned, traditional schooling. Uh, not around entrepreneurship at all. I'm 52 years old, so that didn't exist in my world back then. It's not like now we have the internet and everybody's an entrepreneur. At least they're exposed to it, right? Right. So I wasn't exposed to that at all. Um, and, you know, I always had kind of a, I guess, an inner drive. I always did good in school, like with grades, but I also hung out with like the not so good crowd. So I was kind of a chameleon a little bit there, you know. But I was uh, not a paper route at 10 years old, another one at 12. I was busting tables at 14, working at a grocery store at 15 marketing some other non-legal substances at yeah. 15. That's another trend. <laughs> That's a every, huge trend. I think every single person is marketing and, and sold drugs. Yeah. I mean, Whether it's drugs or like, like they tried the MLM, Yeah, like they tried something that attracted them at a young age, like, fuck it, let me just go for it. You know, right. It's true though. It's that, it's that spirit of, I guess, not wanting to just have a job, right? You're trying to leverage time, people, or money or something that gets you out of the norm. So I always had that inner thing. Uh, because we didn't have, if I wanted something, I had to earn and, and grab it, which I think is great, you know. Uh, we grew up with a lot of love in our family, just not a lot of things. So um, I was very blessed that I did well in school and I got into a technical high school. I actually just followed my brother blindly there, so there was no plan to that, just sheer luck or the universe or whatever. Um, but that program really was a turning point for me because it was entry-level engineering. It's machine drafting. Back we used to draw on boards, oh, wow. right? So uh, kind of like architecture for machines. 
And um, that was when I had my first mentor. I didn't know it, though. The, the teacher there took a shine to me. We were doing good in school. And he got me on a co-op at age 16. Uh, yeah, co-op, 16 years old. So I would go to a job one week and I'd go to school the next week. And that's, that's part of a technical high school. Mm. And I was working for a civil engineering firm. So I was the draftsman. We went to the field. I had a pretty kick-ass job at 16 years old, making more than my parents, making more than most of the people I knew. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was my first exposure to uh, a mentor, but it's still traditional work, right? Um, and then from there, I, I did a year and a half through high school, graduated, and my same teacher got me into a general electric company which was just life-changing, right. like 17 years old and, you know, GE, right? That was global. They were kicking ass back then too, uh, their stocks and things like that. So I was uh, 17 years old and I got in there drafting. Again, we were drawing uh, machine parts for nuclear steam turbines and submarines on the board still. This is before CAD, way before the internet. Like, wow. wow. We're going back, yeah. Was that the, is that the GE in Lynn? No, we were in Fitchburg because if we fast forward to my story, when they closed 10 years later, all that work went to Lynn I see. and Schenectady and Greenfield. I see. Yeah, but it's, that's part of power generation. Yeah, I was in Fitchburg. Okay. Yeah. So you were there for how long? 10 years. Oh, wow. And I honestly never would have left. Mm. Like you get there and this talks about like environment and paradigm. Like the older guys that had been there 30, 40 years, like kid, you made it, just put in your 40, golden handcuffs, six weeks vacation. I love the work too. I never would have left, truth mm. be told. if. If they didn't close in 1998, I'd still be there. I, would, I wouldn't have known any different. We now call that like an invisible prison or like a glass prison. Like, how do you escape a prison you don't even know you're in? I see. So then, then like a pivotal moment happened where they closed. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then where did you go from there? So this was the first uh, what you'd call chaos in my life. So at that point, I was married, a two-year-old daughter, working at GE. We were about to build a home that I designed. And within eight weeks, uh, they closed. She left. <laughs> really? Not not for that reason, but there was other whatever going on. And um and so I was out of the home, job, kid, like everything shifted in wow. an eight week period. That's a life changing. That was my first, I guess what some people call a traumatic incident. But when I look back on it, I didn't really look at it that way. I just it is I've always been like it is what it is. People think I'm fucking cold when I say that. It's, what are you gonna do? It is what it is. But you guys know it. It's true. It's you either go down a fucking rabbit hole and into a depression or you just pick up the pieces and move on. There's only two choices, right? Yeah. So I was on my buddy's couch um, and I got a, I got a job working with two principal engineers. So from the, one of the biggest companies in the world to me and two guys, which was awesome. Yeah. And we were, uh, we were doing um, automation and, and custom design. It was a really, really cool job. And I started picking myself up and um, doing the things, focus on myself and my, my health, my, you know, physical fitness and, um, and my two-year-old daughter, I would see her, you know, every other week. And you guys know her as Maddie. She's the COO of our company oh, now. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And her mom uh, is a full-time with us, Valerie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's... my first wife. <laughs> You're kidding me. No. Yeah, it took me yeah. a while to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. No, Maddie's like, a beast, too, though. Your daughter. Absolute beast. You guys should definitely have her on the show at some yeah, point. She's from awesome. A, wow. A young female entrepreneur point of view. How, how old were you when all this happened at this point? 26. 26. What time, what year did you get married? Like how old? Uh, let's see. Was I twenty eight? It was twenty eight. I think. Yeah, we met at twenty six. Married at twenty seven. Had a child somewhere in there. Twenty six, seven, eight. But yeah, it was. It was met, married, kid, pretty quick. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's, in, that's incredible. I mean, you have a great relationship with your ex now, yeah. right? And your well, daughter. Well, so does Laura, my, yeah. my unicorn. They're wow. like best buds. They're always busting each other's balls, and yeah, well, my ex-wife, my current. 
that that shows something about like your mindset yeah. and how it shifted throughout time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people look at us like go crazy. Yeah. But to me, it's we talk about you know harvest the good and forgive the rest. Like we have a beautiful child together. That's everything, you know. And um, we've always been good friends. It's just some things don't work between people. But I think people magnify things instead of minimizing when they look for what's bad instead of what's good, which is the polar opposite of what we do, right? What we teach in the matrix, like exactly. always look for what's good. And that's something that you have to work on, right? 100%. Like, and we, we talk about that all the time. That <laughs> That's our, like, you know, some of our biggest challenges sure. is getting over that. Um, yeah. And that's what we're really getting out of, you know, being in this group, mm -hmm. you know, but it takes work all the time. 100%. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like going to the gym. You right. can't do it for three months and stop. It takes consistent uh, mental focus and, and daily training, you know, usually yep. to get into that fraction of 1% of a mindset, right? So everybody wants those results, the 1% results, but they're not doing what the 1% does, which is the definition of insanity, right? Expecting yeah. different results than your doing mindset. The same thing. I've, I've noticed since I've been in the group that like when I, when times get tough, like when I get really stressed and you lose sight of like the things that you should be doing every day to stay in that mode. Mm -hmm how fast, like when the time gets stressed, that's when you you just slingshot right back to where you were. Yeah. It's like, it seems like you, all the progress you made just washed away. It can. Yeah, it can. And that's what a paradigm is, right? It's those deep rooted mental programs given to you guys by parents, you know, over time, what I was going through at GE in school, what I thought was success. It's like, it's all mental programs. Yeah. No, I mean, we're learning a lot about that now, but yeah, it's, it's like a muscle. Yeah, you know? exactly. But yeah. like you said, like, as soon as something like negative happens, it's like you revert back and then you're like, Oh, I, I'm, and then like a week or two goes by and you're like, why am I miserable? It's like, because I haven't been doing the work ever exactly. since this thing started. You know, the key to that is you don't have to revert back though. Most people yeah. do because of the strength of a paradigm. But what you guys are learning is you, you have a choice over that. Right. right. In between a stimulus and a response, it's a period of time where you can think. And it's like, well, just because my um, whatever foreclosure on this property, that doesn't mean I have to tank my feelings. Like there's millions of deals. So you can just start to assess and see these things and, and then think in between that gap. And that's what, that's what you, you guys have been doing that unconsciously for a while, which is why you're as successful as you are. But what you're learning now will get you to 10 X pretty quick. Yeah. It speeds just, up the process. A million sure. percent. You oh. won't, you won't freak out when something doesn't go your way. You'll just look for. Look Wiring for your, rewiring your brain yep. is a long process. Cause that's essentially what it's you're a doing. It's a lifelong process. You're rewiring what you were wired to do based on your environment for years and decades to then rewire it in a year or two years. Like some people also get really down on themselves so fast. Like, oh, I still think this way or still do this or I still do that. Like I suffer for anxiety and sometimes mm -hmm. I get like, like that, but I'm like, dude, I have to literally rewire mm -hmm. this completely complex machine in our heads. It's a subconscious you're trying to yeah, rewire, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. At least when you say I suffer from anxiety, that's something that we can, we can get rid of that like pretty quick. That doesn't yeah. have to be a long thing. Um, first thing to do is disassociate from it. Right. Right. Uh, anxiety becomes a choice. If we understand thoughts flow to and through the body and expresses things like feelings, uh, if you're experiencing anxiety, it means either yesterday or last week or last year, you were worried about something. We get anxious about like we worry about the business collapse or divorce. We're putting mental thought energy out in a negative way. So if we change the thought energy every morning, right, morning routine, you'll see anxiety just disappears over time. Yeah, morning routine's a big thing. I, I've told them I've yeah. been, the let's, past two weeks I've been really focusing yeah, on Yeah, let's let's talk about this because, I mean, Tino, Tino has, you know, anxiety is a big part. It's no secret, right? It's a big part of, of your life and what we, you know, everyone goes through, you know, in, in business and stuff like that. But when we talk to Tino about anxiety, he, he thinks it, it's like, I mean, I'll let you speak to, on your own, but it's like a, a physical thing that's happening, right? And it's less of a mental thing, more of like a physical thing in your well, opinion, right? it becomes right? mental and then, but the mental makes it physical. 
That's what I was like just going like to say. It's, it's it always physical... starts mental, but yep. what people don't understand is like, oh, just stop thinking that. Or it, like, that is what anxiety is. The yeah. thought is the problem. Yeah. But to then rewire a thought subconsciously is the issue. I see. So you have to, that's the root. To subconsciously rewire what your thought is trying to do is the hardest part. So that's why like at night we do affirmations. That's why in the morning I'll do like, you know, prayer mm -hmm. or I'll do, um, you know, meditation, guided meditation. I can't, like, I'm not strong, not strong enough. I'm not strengthened enough to do a meditation on my own mm -hmm. without it being guided. So I really have to like try to get into that space. Mm. But it's difficult because then when you have like your momentum good days, you'll randomly have a shit day. And then all that bad energy and all that like memory of like your anxiety comes right back. And it's almost like you feel like you lost that momentum. Mm. So you'll go like days, weeks, months. Great. All of a sudden like two or three days happen and boom, you're like snapped back. You slingshot back to this like. I don't even know how, how we call this state, but it's like survival state. Mm. Um, and it fucking sucks, dude. It's a mm. miserable thing. It's like yeah. this, this hidden disease and it's, it's, it's fucking miserable dealing with for sure. Yeah. We're going to get him into thinking and results. Yeah. It's literally yeah. the roadmap. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We've talked I about share it. with him a lot. Like, yeah. I, but I, and I mean, go, I mean, going through it like discipline, like you guys already yeah. have it. So there's no, there's no money here. Yeah. It's like going through it, like the way it's intended would, you're literally yeah. going to see exactly what that is and how to change it. I think it's yeah. helped you a lot. I mean, it's been informal, like the way he's, like, well, he's through osmosis. He you guys chirping and like, yeah. why are you so calm? Yeah. Right? I yeah. heard you even say that you said that. Why is it so calm all yeah. of a sudden? I was like, you pissed. stoned or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm calm because of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's true. No, but it's a you know, mentality, and is, is a huge part of it. Being disciplined is a huge discipline. Part of it. Yeah. Like, so you, are you then you start mm -hmm. to do like elimination of okay, why am I more anxious on this day rather than this day? Then you start doing eliminating. What did I eat that day? What time did I wake up that day? Did I work out that day and then you start to see okay is that overthinking it though is that overthinking it well that's yeah, anxiety a is a physical a physical expression of thoughts right it's a transmutation of energy from thought to thing so you can't get to the physical expression of anything without the emotion back behind it the thoughts right so you're worrying about something that's the only thing you need to look like what am i what am i so worried about and people worry about health some people worry about dying they worry about am i going to find the right woman is this business going to work there's a lot of things that you could be worrying about. So spending some time there, getting it out of your head onto paper. And then what you want to do is write out the polar opposite, right? So let's say somebody, I, I've been divorced three times, right? So I've been through that period. It's like, geez, am I ever going to fucking find somebody? And like, what's the deal? And, and even I was in my late, well, I was 49 when I met Laura, right? Um, but I was in the content. So I, I wrote it. I wrote her out. That's a, that's a whole nother episode. Mm. <laughs> but I used the content to literally script her out. It's called a life script. I wasn't worried at all. But when I was 38 and got divorced for the second time, I was like, I've been out of the game for 10 years. Like I had a lot of, yeah. like, did I do the right thing? Am I going to find somebody else? There's seven and a half billion people on the planet. Right. Like, it's but now that I have this content, if, if a business goes, you know, the wrong way for a month, I don't, I go right back to content, right back to, and I just, I just write out the polar opposite. I only focus on the polar opposite of the thing. So if you can start to identify some of the things you're worried about, you script out the opposite. And that's what you put in your mind when you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, you have a life script. You start to be brainwashing yourself, right? right. But you don't think about um, getting out of debt. You think about getting to 200 million on an exit, right? Because what if you're at 200 million dollar exit, like what happens to the debt? It naturally goes away. Uh, you don't think about losing weight. You think about being healthy. Right. right. The subconscious mind, like when you lose your wallet or your keys, like everything about you goes into find it mode, right? So if you're trying to lose weight, your subconscious is going to find it. 
I see. So, so, so yeah, no, it does. So based on what you're saying, it's like you're focusing on like what you like the negative things, like what you did right. that would cause it. Where he's saying is identify like quickly what, what it is that that's bothering you. Right. And then you focus 100% on only the polar opposite of that. Exactly. Yep. Right. So if it's like, let's say you're worried about, um, you know, finding a, a wife, right. Or whatever it is. Right. You just We'll focus on writing down what you're gonna, what you, what your wife is gonna be like. Or, I, I'm telling, I scripted out Laura, and it's, it's what I was looking for at age 49 was, um, you know, somebody's young, younger, fit, no kids or old enough kids, flexible. Because I'm traveling the world, I'm already very established. Like I, I couldn't be with a career like a real estate or a nurse or, and think about that, right? I was looking for like a unicorn, like a needle in a haystack. Right. And she was 1,200 miles away, and we had attracted. Yeah, that's I from writing it, it from writing it out. And I didn't write her name, right? I wrote the qualities and I wrote like somebody that's entrepreneurial, like calm, like sexy, fun, you know, and that young energy. Um, you know, there's some X-rated things in there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need that. I can show you it's it's a long I, I played it for her. She almost went into tears. It's like two years later I played it for her. Wow. And literally What do you mean you played it for? Her? So it was like a video? I mean, uh, so I, I wrote a recording? This out. The life script is something we write out. We write out a lot of gratitude to get into a frequency of gratitude. And then we write out all the things that we're turning from energy into form. So not things that I want, things that are here, like a $21 billion exit. Like that's here. It's just in the energy state right now. So you write it as if it's already happened physically. And then I go into some like I am statements. So life script is a very personal thing. It's like writing out a movie about yourself. Mm. And then, yeah, you record it with like maybe some good music in the background. I did it in a, like an echoey bathroom, so it sounded like Jesus. No, I see. <laughs> yeah, and I listened to it. It's like 30 minutes long. Every over day? And almost every day. I mean, when I first did it like five, six years ago, it was 4 a.m., earbuds in. Like I listened to it on the way to the gym, listened to it at the gym. I would cycle for an hour listening to it. So there was a few years in a row where that life script is seven days a week. Now my paradigms are different. I've, re I've rewired, you know, the, the, the logic in my subconscious. So I don't need it as much, I guess. Yeah. But I've been doing this stuff for 10 years, you know? Yeah, you see one, that? One of the, my favorite things that you talk about is is attracting versus mm -hmm. like chasing, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that's a, it's a common like buzzword that mm -hmm. you, there's a lot, it's all over the internet now, like the law of attraction, the law of vibration. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, almost nobody knows really what the law of attraction is. Actually, a lot of law of attraction experts, it sounds like an ethereal thing, like a woo-woo, like magic. Yeah. But the, the physics behind it, my background is 20 years in engineering, right? is it should be called the law of magnetism because that's really what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Human beings are electromagnetic beings, electro in the conscious, magnetic in the subconscious, so spiritual, physical. We attract each other. We're here for a reason. Right. All of us, this is not chance, right? There's a reason yeah, we're here. Yeah, you know, you know about that being like electromagnetic, or, you know, like running through energy. If you look at what the human body is, right? Like crazy. It's a sack of like meat. Water and shit, you know, like in like skin, water in like you know, like energy. If stuff. it's energy in a material form, yeah. right? But what makes it move? What makes like your brain go? Like what turns it on? It's it's an energy. It's like an electric. It's like a electric. It's like a, electricity. It's like yeah. It's like a well. I think it's a form of electricity in your body that like creates this energy. Because other than that, if you look at it, what it is in a physical form, it's a sack of meat and potatoes, right? <laughs> so what's, what's making everything run, right? So we know the answer to that, right? So in, in the universe, it used to be thought that there's energy and matter. Mm. I'm going back like years, years ago. But since the 70s in quantum physics, quantum mechanics, we know that there's energy in different forms. Like matter, we are energy. 
in a material state. But it's not energy and matter. Matter is just a, a transmutated state of energy. But what moves, what you're asking, what moves energy into form, including human beings, is consciousness, mm. what people call God. I it's see. universal intelligence. And there's no other way to say it other than kind of those things. But there's infinite knowledge. Where does it come from? Right. And what is, what's charging your body? The consciousness is moving energy and expressing as a body. Mm. Right? So if you go to order a pizza, you get a thought. Well, what is that? That's, that's consciousness. Right. And that thought becomes a thing through a phone. And I just ordered a pizza, but what'd you really do? You, you transmuted a thought into a thing. Whether it's this skyscraper, you guys just quarter billion dollar exit, mm -hmm. uh, a, a marriage, a new, a new woman. It's all a transmutation of energy with focus, though. I see. Right? If you think about light coming through a bulb and a wire, right. that's what we're doing. Just most people are flicking the switch up and down and expecting the light to be on. It's inconsistent thought energy. That's you go from anxiety to highs to low, high to low, high to low. So it's hard to move anything in the form if we're, if we're doing that, right? I see. So that example to me really sets in with people like a switch, a wire, and a bulb. Your quarter billion dollar exit is the light expressing. So you want to turn the switch on and leave it on. I see. And turning it off is when you have a, a negative thought or a depressed state or you get angry. Anything not in harmony with the frequency of what you're trying to create. I see. I so see. if you use that analogy like, fuck, I'm pissed off, right? You just turn the switch off. But all of your goals and dreams are up here in a high, right? Mm -hmm. Abundance, love, ease, calm, flow, those are high frequencies. Depression, anger, beating yourself up, these are all low frequencies, low vibrations. Yeah. And you attract the things on the frequencies you that you're on, right? You attract the things that's, on your, yeah. And that's and what it is. Most people's cool. vibrations are all over, so they, they attract what we call good or bad. You know, right. Kind of a chaos. Like I did for 41 years. You know, divorce three times, companies, different things. Right. Some people do that naturally without them knowing it. Like we had a, we did a, an episode with somebody uh, a week or two ago. And one of the things we talked about in the episode was this person's always in a good mood, always in positive energy, yeah. Mikey, right? Always giving off positive energy. And mm -hmm. in, the, in the episode, we literally talked to him about it's impossible for him not to do well yeah, because he's exactly in, he's so positive all the time yeah. and so and people want to be around him. He's like he is gonna, a magnet. He exactly he he well, attracts we're all magnets. It's just right. what are you attracting? Right, right. There's a reason why depressed people hang out with depressed people and billionaires hang out with billionaires. So mm. everyone's a magnet. And people say I learned to attract. You can't not attract. It's just what are you attracting? Is what I want to look at okay. health, wealth, love, happiness, philanthropy, like. The wheel of life that we teach, right? That assessment. Right. So the choice is yours. It's choice just, yours. it's just, you need to think it and then act on it mm -hmm. and then turn that into energy, which then attracts people and the things. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go back to how did this start with you? Cause like you're clearly passionate about it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think we were kind of at the GE close that was in the engineering. We were at the first divorce, I think first yeah. or second, so had, somewhere on. Yeah. Yeah. The second, second yeah. marriage now. I got married again, I think at 28, 29. And I married into a construction family, which mm. was awesome. Like she had three brothers. They all had big equipment. Like it was freaking awesome. And I had designed and built, uh, it was building a 5,000 square foot home that had like six steel beams that had 30 foot high ceilings in the middle. It was like an architectural masterpiece. Since I was an engineer, I was designing it and I built it. And one of their friends was a builder, a local builder, a really good guy. And he was looking for a project manager. So... I ended up getting with him and learning all about the construction industry. When I built my own house, I, I did a lot of it. Uh, I was on the framing crew, like I was putting windows in. I didn't roof it. I didn't insulate it or drywall. I did, the, I did from the painting in all the trim, tile, marble, kitchen, like all of it. Mm. Help wire it, plumb it. Uh, me and my brother. 
So I learned about all the nooks and crannies of the trades while I was connecting with this guy. And I had also started a side business doing like decks for modeling, painting, stuff like that as yeah. an engineer. So when I married into this family, we had like amazing years. We were together 10 years and six of them were awesome. And then things turned, you know. Yeah. Um, but I worked with him and learned a whole other industry and uh, up until 2005 anyway. Mm. We were into some big developments and he went down and I had my side business still, so I went up, but that one, that one took him right. He's my second mentor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you're in that, right? 2005, right? And then, um, you know, your, but your business on the side started picking up, right? Yeah, so when, when he went down, I focused all on that. And 2006, seven, then it started climbing again. So I started building that. We got to about a million a year. Mm -hmm. I was, again, it's before I knew anything about anything as far as what we're before talking about. Before you discovered. Before I met Bob was the key. Yeah. That's the turning point. Yeah. Bob Proctor. Yeah. yeah. And and when did you meet him? So if we fast forward there, we had a 10-year run, divorced, 38. Um, back on my buddy's couch again, mm. different buddy. <laughs> uh, reset, hit the reset button for the second time, right? And uh, I started scaling my construction business. And um, a buddy of mine approached me with a network marketing business. And uh, it was in the energy. But I knew about the industry. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I get it. A lot of leverage. And uh, professionals in that industry do very well, but I'm like, I'm not going to market like supplements. It's just, yeah. but, um, this one was in the energy business. We were literally taking people's electric bills mm. and for no money, we could reduce them, get them on a better plan, like a three-year lock. Oh yeah. So they saved money. We made money. I'm like, I could sell this to everyone. And, and I did. Yeah. Um, and I had a mentor there and I'm like, show me how to get the seven figures a year quick with this. Yeah. Cause he was already there. He's a 200 K a month, you know? And so he started mentoring, and that's when I got on, like, at age 41 or two, that personal development journey, like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins' books. He started, like, connecting me with that stuff. Um, and he connected me. He said, go to Vegas, because this is where all the seven-figure earners go. And this Eric Worre's GoPro Mastery, like 10,000 people from all over the world, the top earners. That's where I saw Bob Proctor speak for the first time. And that was in, that was in Vegas. So you just yep. went there as a, as a, a person to watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was in network. I had my construction company and I was, I was scaling in the network marketing company. So I, I had me and a little team there, you know, my little 10 people team. Into personal development at this point. Though, right? Personal because development. That, that was my right. entry level into like, I hadn't studied in like 20 years. Like, you know, when I was at Geo studying engineering, obviously stuff like that. And I studied for my pilot's license. I studied for like five diving certifications, but I hadn't studied anything about wealth or entrepreneurship or the mind or the body. Yeah. Anything like that. So what did you see there at that event that really like clicked for you? That made you change your, your whole life change your, change mind your map. life? Yeah. I mean, Richard Branson was there, Tony Robbins. It was like 30 speakers. I didn't know who Bob Proctor was. Mm. No idea. But he got up there and the way he speaks so simply about these universal principles and he has the mind map, right? With the conscious, the subconscious and the body. And he's like, oh, you have all these mental programs given to you by other people over time. Yeah. You can consciously change them. And the subconscious moves the body to do the things, to network, to grow. So you guys are unconscious competence, by the way. Mm. You've succeeded at a very high level not knowing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. When you know this stuff, it just becomes a joke, like a game. Yeah. Because you're just able to ease and calm and you really master your mind and you, you just, you don't freak out. You just don't. Mm. And if you do, it's like for that long. I see. So he showed me the keys. To, I call it the keys to the kingdom. These are the parts of your mind and your body, like spirit, intellect, body. And how we exist on three planes and how you consciously rewire the subconscious. That's why we call our company The Matrix, by the way, after the movie. Mm. Like they plug in, but then you can do that. That's what we're doing. It takes a little longer than in a movie, but right. yeah, by doing the daily study, the daily things, you know, goal writing, visioning, uh, taking action, yep. you can just 
you can go right around that wheel of life and, and enhance all of it. So now, so now you meet Bob, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you really start like, okay, this is a serious thing. This is like an unlock. Mm -hmm. Like this is, everybody needs to know about this, mm -hmm. right? So then you took those principles, worked with him, right? And now your next step is to like, what, carry on that message or start working yeah, on Yeah. So when I, when I got, when I saw him, I didn't actually meet him, but I started studying his stuff on the yep. side. And I got very in-depth with that. And I was able to, through like thinking and the results, which you guys are taking, I was able to scale my construction company from a million to 10 million in 12 months. Wow. So yeah. I set a C-type goal, which we call, which he said it was so easy too, in some of his videos, like, you know, if you're not even thinking this level, how would you ever get there? I wasn't even thinking 10 million. Right. We were doing a million. I'm thinking like 1.5 would be sick, like 50% growth. Yeah. yeah. That's right. traditional thinking. Right. We don't think a thousand percent. But how the hell would you ever get there if it doesn't even, you're not even thinking it. Right. So he just showed some very basic, easy things that you guys now know on how to do it. Right. You set a C-type goal. You read it in the morning. You read it at night. You take daily action. You literally, it sounds like a lie, but all of a sudden, like the subconscious starts to buy off on the idea through repetition. And next thing you know, you're, you're speaking different, acting different, networking different, going to different things, meeting new people, um, things like this, right? Yeah, it's so it's so true. I mean, every Every episode we've done in a lot of successful people we talk to, whether they are do knowingly doing that or not, they are doing that. Correct. Yeah. We did an episode last night with a very successful friend of ours, entrepreneur, and he was over and over and over again saying that his plan was by the age of 30, he was going to be a billionaire. Yeah. And he believed, and he, and he, he when I tell you, yeah. he was with conviction. Since yeah. we've known him, since he was like 22, he's been saying that. Mm hmm and he's not, I don't think he, I don't, I've never spoke to him about like believing in, in this particular like uh, philosophy or whatever or principle, but he, he's been doing that. And like, that's what he's talking about. Like all the time, like you'll he find truly that, believes it. You'll find that across the board. So again, he's what we call an unconscious competent. It means he's doing these things in a certain way, but he can't articulate or teach it. Right. Elon Musk is like that. Jeff B is like the people you mostly see, they, they can't articulate and teach this to other people. Bob became a master at that. And that's what he's taught me to do is like, yeah, because that's like one in a million. Elon Musk, like one in a million, maybe one in 10 million. I don't know. They're just born that way, born that way. And we, we don't really know why. Yeah. Uh, everybody's unconsciously competent at something, whether it's sports, uh, business, love life's a guy that's just naturally positive. Yeah. We all have something that's superpower, right? Uh, but we can fill in and, and build all these mental programs in the, our weak areas if we want to and, uh, and learn to think, act and operate like, like an Elon Musk. Yeah. So your your buddy's spot on. He's doing like, you know, the visualization say, we, and the we, mental we, programming. When we were talking about him, one of the things he said that stuck out to me is that like one of his things, if you could call it a problem, is that he gets so locked in on like the being the creator versus like the person in the game. Like yeah. he's so positive and dialed in on, on that, that C-type goal mm -hmm. that like reality sometimes to him doesn't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he, he just blows through everything else and he's just yeah. fucking dialed in on that goal. Right. Yeah. But he did say though, like, it always ends up working out as long as he's focused on the mission and everyone in the yep. company believes in his, his mission and can see his mission, then all those like problems that have like happened, like, you know, cash flow issues, sure. whatever, yeah. end up resolving themselves because he, everybody, not just him, but the his entire company. is so charged and he's moving that direction. You're literally right. like bending the universe's will to create. Right. Yeah, exactly. Never get, never get slowed down or bogged down by any stupid details, any mm -hmm. minor problems, like. You just boom, just decision gone. It's yep. gone from his brain. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's exactly. impressive. He's he's like like the closest person to like Elon Musk, right? Yeah, as yeah. far as that, that you guys goes, know. that we know that you know. But if you look at know. and I don't know him, but if you look at his the wheel of life, right? Mm -hmm. Like so you have business, finance, health, 
love, friends, um, recreation, philanthropy, spirituality. Like if you looked at that whole wheel, you might find that like he's only got like three, like finance, business. Like, I don't know him, but yeah. I don't know about his health or his like mm -hmm. relationships. So Steve Jobs is an example of that. Like people, oh my God, amazing, right? But he had a horrible life. He did not have a good quality of life. He created a lot in business and finance, but he was a full-blown narcissist, like raging narcissist, stepped on people, didn't give a fuck right. about people, didn't have quality relationships, didn't know his daughter, attracted cancer at 55 and died at 57. Mm. You believe in even attracting like health issues too, right? Of course. Everything's on frequencies. I never caught COVID because it's down here on a low frequency. Mm. We were traveling the world. Mm. I spent a month in Colombia. We were on planes. I didn't give a fuck. A high operating human can be, you know, 150, 200 megahertz at all times. And COVID was down around 50. I know, I physically know that you can't attract or not in harmony with. So are you saying somebody like that who's, who has that in them to be, to, to attract like business and like relationships, right? But is lacking in health and something else. If they learn this philosophy or learn this principle, of course. they can get well-rounded in all areas. Absolutely. Yeah. The first step is awareness, right? right? He's probably not assessed. We actually have like a hundred question uh, wheel of life assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on, uh, I think it's on our website or something. And um, if we're not even assessed it, how would you know? Like he's super sharp here, but he might not be looking at these other areas. So we do that like once a quarter. You guys are going to see that in Elite 100. It's going to be a core part of the thing is like yeah. kind of measuring where people are and then assessing it so we can get real data right. across 10 points and 100, you know, right. 100 sub points. Yeah, even uh, even you know we did another episode uh, that's, that hasn't aired yet, but like he said, it's it's hard to hit a target you can't see. Yeah, you know, and this is this is another business analogy, and he was talking about like revenue goals, exit goals, whatever it was, and it was like it wasn't until he realized like okay, I got to put like a goal on this, like what's my exit plan or what's my my plan for this time, mm -hmm. and it was like once he could he put that goal on paper or like in his mind or whatever it is. That's when all of a sudden he was going towards it and hit it. Yeah. So all these people are saying these things, yeah. but they're not doing it So that's what, that's what manifestation is at its core, right? So yeah. you, you just see it and it's not just like sitting at your house dreaming about a million dollars in your bank account, right? Like once It you, may start there, right? It might start as a fantasy, but then we turn it into more of a consistent meditation, prayer, whatever you will, like putting mental thought energy out. So like I said, we're always manifesting. It's just, what are we manifesting? Yeah. So in order to manifest what we want, we need to have a crystal clear image that we um, have a healthy obsession with, like morning, noon, and night, like your buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Like he had that image. And then the second part of the equation is to remain in a high vibration at least 51% of the time, right? More than half the time in a high mental state. Yeah. Now, if you're in a high vibration and you're holding the energy, you're going to manipulate energy into form or holding the vision. Your consciousness will move people, places, things, and circumstances attracting to cause the physical result of a phone, right? That mm -hmm. used to be thought energy. Right. So there's an equation for this, like, but almost nobody knows what the fuck they want. Not really. I want to be rich. But you're living in America. By standards, you're rich. Right. So the right. subconscious says mission accomplished. It does nothing. It's so true. Like, so it's not, I want to be rich. It's, I want to earn this much. Yeah, if it's a money thing, like my right. short-term goal is ten million a month nets or multiple revenue sources this year. Yeah, in a calm, confident, heavenly manner, not in a raging hundred-hour week chaotic manner. Right? We need right. to be specific. I see. And then if it's a health goal, like weight loss, right? Or, or is Especially it weight loss or is release. it? We release what we don't need. I'm so happy. And so for me, I've been saying this for ten years. I'm so happy and grateful that I live in a perfectly healthy body, as intended by God. Hmm. 
So I, I don't, I didn't attract COVID. I don't get sick. My mm -hmm. body doesn't express sickness. Would you knock on wood right now or no? No. <laughs> you don't believe Yeah, knocking on wood isn't a thing. Well, I would do it. Like my natural thing right there was funny? to find a piece of wood to knock on. You do whatever you believe in though. That's yeah. what you believe in will happen. So if you believe knocking on wood is, has something, it has something. Your subconscious will cause that to be real. Mm. Like if you don't knock on wood, you're going to get sick. Your, your subconscious will make your body sick. So yeah. this is why crystal, a crystal is energy. It's a different form of energy. Mm. It's the belief in what it's doing that matters. Yeah. Have you ever like thought you were getting sick and then like put it in your head that like you're getting sick next thing you know, oh, you're shit. like, you feel oh, you're like sweating, you have a headache and like you're sick. Yeah. If you focus on having a headache long enough, you'll have a headache. It's the craziest thing. Right. That's why if placebo. If you long enough that's why have a heart attack, you'll have one. That's why we get. That's right. That's Seriously. Why, that's it's why like, placebos. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, placebo, like placebo is real. Yeah, placebo yeah. is a thing. Right. It's studied in hospitals and med medical field. It's a real thing. There's been examples of people thinking themselves right into death. Right. In some of the books we study. Like, yeah, there's they, some crazy. Been seriously, like, so afraid of, like, dying that they, they cause their organs to shut down. Yeah. The mind, the mind controls the body. Yeah, we have a personal example of that. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about it here, no, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's what literally what happened yeah. is that he was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. That he, um, he said it out loud. He said it out loud. If yeah. if my if my loved one goes, I'm gone. I can't I can't live. And gone. he was in the hospital Shortly already. After. Like in, yeah. within three or four days, he was gone. Well, think about that. Like, and he was fairly he healthy before. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was unfortunate example. But yeah. He expressed in words, and words are sound. Sound is energy. Energy out, energy back. Cause effect. Right. Words are important too. That's everything, everything. I, I've yeah. learned so Yeah, much. I've in my whole life have thought words don't mean shit. Right. Like, I'll say anything to anybody, and I'm like, why, why are you offended by that? Like, <laughs> it's just words. Like, did that, really, did that really bother you? Because, like, I don't know if it's because I'm so insensitive to words. Yeah. Like, you can literally say anything to me. Like, you look fat, whatever, this and that. Like, it doesn't, I don't think it really bothers me. You know, like, words don't really bother me. Thick skin. Yeah. Thick skin, right? So, like, if I say a word to, to someone else, and they're like offended. I'm like, why is this person offended? I can't yeah. like understand it. I get to tell them, and like an hour later, I'm like, you just fucking. She's gonna be crying in the walk. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll come behind me. He's like, you realize you just offended everybody. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm sensitive. Like I could feel everything. Well, you know, the, right. the biggest thing with you, Angelo, is probably probably what you're not thinking about the words you say to yourself. Big right. Though that's those are the ones you got to pay attention to. Right. I'm like you. Like I'm literally unoffendable. I don't give a fuck. Um, I only take advice from billionaires about money. People that have amazing, you know, relationships about that. But my own words are the ones that matter. Mm. Those are the ones you guys got to be careful of. That ties into self-image, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I know even in some of our conversations, like I'll say something like, I'll, I'll say like, you know, I can't picture myself under 300 pounds, yeah. right? But just saying out loud, it's already. Yes, right. exactly. He, he's been catching me doing yeah. it all the time. And he's like, no, stop saying those words. So I'm like, but I'm telling you like what my problems are. No, you're telling you that's what your truth is. In your yes. head, you like I have that same thing. Like your truth is really that. Like in your like your honest opinion, that's what it is. Right. And that's that's where you have to rewire. I'm the dude. I have a thousand examples of that. Right. <laughs> I, I have this thing where I'll blow up to like 440 pounds. Right. That's my limit. Once I get there, <laughs> you gotta go back. That's when I get there, and I'm looking around because I'm like. <laughs> Because I get this thing where I look in the mirror and I don't see myself as overweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has you know one that? mirror in his house that. It's only from here up. <laughs> this is pretty good, this mirror. We got to get this. We you know start what the, the reality is, though, is yeah. like you said, I can't picture myself under 300. The, the, the reality is you absolutely have to be able to picture yourself under 300 to make that happen. Right. It's the only way it could happen. And that's what I've come right? to realize. Yeah. What's been So I've been on this 
thing for like five years now where I will literally lose a hundred. I'll go from 440 to like 340, 320. And then I'll start. And then like, and then next thing I know, like I'll just start creeping up. And I'll start. Well, I mean, three restaurants, solar companies, like you have all these things, yes. right? We talked about that too, like kind of restructuring. Yeah. So what what ha- what happens every time is when I'm on a weight loss journey, I'll start feeling so good, like I can do anything. Yeah. It will start a new company. New company, yeah. yeah and then, <laughs> and then, like I don't know, something will happen, some kind of stressor, or like my automatic thermostat will turn yeah. on. And then next thing you know, I'm like starting to eat bad again. I stop going to the gym. I stop doing like the daily work. The yeah, yeah. Those things will happen. And then I'll get to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I'm back into the enough is enough. 56 waist pants. Because the max, the max self-image for yourself is that you see yourself as exactly. 320. Right. That's, and that's the hard one as you hit that floor. Yeah. You got to get that 275 exactly. image. Yeah. Exactly. In uh, you know, so that's. You'd be jacked at 270. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, you'd be. I know. We've been, ta- we've been talking about that all that's weekend. That's what I mean. I you would. You'd be like jacked at 275. You'd be like a strong right. man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 If I can just get the fat, the fat off, you know, but it's like, it, but that it's so true of what's so happening. Even that, if I can get the fat off. Right. When I go. get it off. See? Right. It's when I get it off. Right. It's not, there's no question on if you can do it. You, you know this. Not right. question of if you can do it. It might not be what you're focused on, right? Right now you guys are focused on businesses. But the universe has a, a way of reminding you, right? Right. Uh, diabetes, heart attack, like, and then it becomes a priority. Like, right. don't wait, you know, same thing with finances. It doesn't matter what it is, a love life, right? Don't, don't abuse, don't overlook, you know, your relationship. If you really love that person, don't take it for granted because right. next thing you know, the person's gone. The universe will show you these examples if you don't figure it out from like other people's lessons. Yeah. Yes. The universe doesn't let anything slide. Nope. Ever. Yeah. So that that's what happened. So I was on a bad trajectory last year, or was it a year and a half ago? And then we had a close family member mm. die, and basically they got sick, and because they were overweight, yeah. they passed, yeah. right? And at that time, I was thinking, my, like, it, it clicked for me, like, I have to be ready. Like, if, if God forbid, I get that same thing, or, you know, you, you need your body, you, you need your finances ready, you need your your body to be ready. You need your mentality to be ready in case something like this happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what like set it off for me. Like, so seeing what happened to somebody else yeah, yeah. set it off for me. And then I was on this journey. And then right when I hit that 320 mark, you know, I don't know what, I don't even know if there was a specific event happened that got me off track or just my thermostat started going it's, or it's because I haven't been doing the work that you're saying, to, yeah. you know, that I should be doing. Yeah. So some of it's awareness, right? You, you guys are so much more aware now of what's actually going on there. So yeah. when you get back to 320, you'll actually make that like just a passing point because you know how to do it. Right. Before you weren't really aware and you got there and it just, it could be a, a series of things. Well, you guys talk about a thermostat, that is your paradigm. Yeah. Right. We're a cybernetic mechanism. We have these set points. What you need to do is install a new set point at 275. Right. And we do that through the principle of auto suggestion. So for you, I'm so happy mm. and grateful now that I'm, uh, I have a body weight of less than 275 pounds. I feel amazing. I feel this right mm. in a calm, confident, heavily manner. And you, you repeat that on a goal card, right? In the right. morning, midday, night, it becomes a healthy obsession. For you, I'd make that the number one. Right. And I'd make the quarter billion dollar exit number two. Right. Let him put the quarter billion at number one. And then, right. 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 And that's so you guys have a, Jesus Christ, a powerhouse here, right? Right. You guys can, you know, be strong in other areas where the other one's building over here and leverage each other. And, you know, that was something I was actually going to bring up because there's three of us, right. And all of our like fates are aligned, right. On everything, yeah, yeah. like on life, on happiness, on, mm-hmm. on business, on, on a lot of stuff. Like we're truly like almost like one, like piece of energy moving yeah. forward. You're like, right? a, you're like, what are the, the 
uh, was it back into the Transformers that turned into one or something? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's legitimately that, us. Like Force if you, Five. If you put us together, we're like a, like powerful. a really powerful thing, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but what's ha- been happening over time, and I don't know if I'm probably saying this in a negative tone, but. Uh, you know, like one of us will be down yeah. and the other two will be up. Yeah. Or one will be up and the other two will be down. If we can just, for the love of God, like all get on the same energy. Well, you can. We're, we're working on it. We're pretty yeah. damn close right yeah. now. Like we've been, that's why we're doing these things. Like mm-hmm. we're we're in this group together. Tino's been working on his thing. So we're like, we're getting there, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's like we all like have to do the work every day in order to all be yeah. having our energy heading in one direction. Because if one of us is down, like especially me, because my energy is so like strong amongst yeah. this group, I'm yeah. the oldest and there's probably a paradigm. I probably fucked up Tino's paradigm <laughs> from when we were younger, if we want to get down to it. finally said it. If we want to get down to it. But, you know, so like if my energy's down, like the group's energy's down. Yeah. You know, so it's such a... Um, happens with couples too. When, when you have yeah. that person, that, that strong magnetism, if, if, if we're not aware and if we're not safeguarding our mindset now, now that you guys know this, you don't have to let that happen. That is also a choice. Yeah. And you'll get to the point where it won't make sense. Like if you're down, it won't make sense to you to be down because now there's two of you down. And then the yeah. third one, right? It'll stop making sense. You'll you'll realize the only way you can help him if he's down is for you to stay up. That's a huge And that's, a straight, yeah. that's like the light switch on. It's a straight physics principle. Like there's no gray area there. The only possible thing one human can do for another to help is to stay up and empathize, but not sympathize. Mm. That would, that's been a huge unlock this year for us too. Mm. Because one thing between us three is that we always keep each other accountable, but mm. in a negative way. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how we keep <laughs> each other like, accountable. It's fucking 10 o'clock. You fucking lay this and that, yeah. you know? But now, like, the way we approach each other when each other's down is different. It's like, if he's down, I turn the energy towards me. I'm getting myself up. Yep. And then that'll pull him up. You know what I mean? Give an example. I remember when I first yeah. met you a little bit, you're like yelling at this guy, like not like in the battle. Why are you so fucking calm, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were going through a crisis. You were, you were three months into yeah, some yeah. realizations. It's like, well, it doesn't make sense to panic. I'm just going to be chaotic and make mistakes. Yeah, it was the start. The only of possible thing I can thing. do is stay calm and assess and and give calm, you know, calm uh, either action or, or advice yeah. into the situation. A good example. I remember of you it. losing your mind. Yeah, in, in <laughs> on the call, we were talking about this crisis we were dealing with. And he's been like so calm about it. Like, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through it. We're just going to get thing one at a time. And I'm like, where are you at? Because I'm in like panic mode, like survival. We got to figure this out. We got to move this. We got to move that. And you're not at my level. Yeah, like, you normally you're right you here panicking? with me. Yeah. yeah. Normally you're panicking with yeah. me. What the hell are you doing to calm? But that doesn't help. Just being concerned about the problem, right? It just right. The problem. And dad's, that's when I said, like, I need to get on the call too. That's dad's biggest mm. thing. Yeah. You guys can't even t- tell dad issues anymore. Because yeah. he just lives in it. Yeah. Right. He literally feeds in it. It's like so he true. Is, we're pulling him there. out too by, by us doing That's what we're what'll doing. That's what will happen, guys. He's yeah. changing too. That's exactly, what'll happen. Yeah. That's what will happen. Yeah, so I think he's, he sees what we're doing, and I think he's, he's getting mm-hmm. better. A good example of that is just this last week, I've been you know not exercising, not eating good, whatever. And I forget what happened. Like we got into an argument or something, and Lucho was like, when we're in, when we're in Miami, I'm going to work out every day, and I'm going to do all this, I'm gonna, and I'm going to do all that. And the first day, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So the first day he gets, that we were here, he went up and he went to the gym and I slept in. Right? I didn't say one word to him. He didn't say one word. <laughs> I said, well, you didn't wake me up. I'm like, no, why? You know, right. like I just went down. He came up in a good mood. Like he yeah, did a cold plunge. Like he was like, like all normally, happy all day. If, if six months ago, I would have been like fucking banging on his door. Yeah. Like, you're really going to sleep in, you pussy? You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. But then guess what happened the next day? The next day I got up with him and we went. So together. that's called inspiration. Right. 
versus trying to motivate somebody. It's a waste of his time to try to motivate you, but he can inspire you through action. Right. And that's what leaders do, by the way, especially you guys are leading big teams and going to be really even bigger ones. It's inspired action. You don't just tell, tell, tell. You do, do, do. Right. And this is why parents that are telling their kids, like, you got to do this, you got to get good grades. But, the, you know, their life's in, in, you know, they're at a job they hate, they're in a bad marriage. Like, they're, they're showing what not to do, but expressing. Right. That doesn't work. You, you got to, if parents want their kids to do certain things in a certain way, we need to express and do that ourselves. They will follow right. you. Do as I say, not as I It doesn't work. Doesn't I've been work. trying that for 37 years. It hasn't worked. Yeah. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. You have so to. So that's like you have to lead by example, right? Yeah. Like you have to. Yeah. So let's bring it back. So then when did the matrix get started? Like how? Yeah. So that first year um, I was working in Bob's material. Uh, the next year, my mentor said, you got to go up and spend a week with them. It was like 30K um, for a week. Mm. And um, I was with my third wife at the time. And um, we went up to Toronto. We spent a week with them. And that's where we learned that um, we could work with him. He's like, listen, you're doing really well in the content, you're blah, blah, blah. And he offered, uh, I guess, almost like a franchise. It's a thinking and results of the um, consultant, to be a consultant yeah. working with him. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm, it, it came to me. But we actually, we actually built that to have her for something to do. She was a, a fitness model. Mm -hmm. Like she's super, super disciplined and um, entrepreneurial. And I was running the construction company and the network marketing company. And we can do this as the third thing for her to do. But once I got into it, my dominant side, just mm. like we ran and mm. we, we were the top consultants working with Bob that year by a factor of like two and a half X. I think the most anybody had done was like 80 um, clients in a year. We did like 240 that year. Oh, wow. Shattered everything. And, and then, it, then it asked me to start working with them, teaching other consultants, building out globally, things mm. of that nature. And we spent the next 10 years you know, together oh, wow. building that. And I just kept adding stream after stream after stream. So now once you have the tools, you're using that to build 100%. other other businesses or 100%. other streams of income yeah. that you're working with. And that's really when your life changed. Yeah, right? meeting Bob is the pivotal point. Re meeting a mentor with a plan, which is anything. If you're in real estate, get a mentor with a proven system. If, same thing. Right. Get a trainer that looks the way you want to look. Right. Like, right. And maybe that was overweight before. That'd right. be the perfect thing because it's like, you see somebody went from here to here and you just do exactly what they tell you. Right. Like you surrender to the process. Right. You don't question it. You see somebody has the results you want. And that's, that's in anything. It could be in couples counseling, business. You know, you guys brought in people for your, um, your food company that have already done the, right. the billion dollar exit, yeah. right? That's right. a perfect example. You don't hire a bum that's, you know, never had an exit. Right. That's exactly, that it's so simple. Most thing. people miss it. That was a big time awareness thing too. That was being blocked by the ego. Mm -hmm. You know, like we thought for a while, like we're the ones with the answers. We got to have all the answers. No, yeah. It's so much faster tools. to cheat faster off of somebody else that has spent 40 years doing something. So Funner, true. it's easier. Yeah, all the things. It's fucking just better. Yeah. yeah. So that's the answer for everything. Like find a mentor that has a system. Only listen to people that have the results that you want. That's literally the answer to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just because you're, so you can work on multiple things at one time, sure. right? You can work on business. You can work on your personal relationships, kind of kind of everything, right? You're just going to... I mean, I wouldn't work on all 10 parts of it, but you could certainly work on like health and business at the same time. Yep. Or I've had this guy, Kevin Lee, he worked his biggest thing. He's already pretty successful. He's doing like 50K a month, entrepreneur. Um, but he wanted to find that that girl, like his unicorn, you know? Mm. And his culture, his Asian culture was very, very strict, very, very down on him. Like, you're not worthy. So the culture, the religion, the parents, is always just meek, humble, and you don't. So he had a, a sort of a negative self-image. Mm. And um, boy, he came aboard, and he was wide open 
He just did everything we said. He scripted out his unicorn and it was like less than six months. And if you guys know him from the group, mm. I do, yeah. you've seen his girl, Shay. Like she, yeah. they were, he was yeah, in California. She she's was in Canada. Wow. They met in like Tennessee. That's wow. how you can attract from anywhere in the world. And he literally has his unicorn and they're like sailing off in the sunset. I think he passed like 300K a month. Like he's just. He was actually he how did I everything got sold into the group. My oh, he coach, was? Yeah, my coach actually talked about his story. Okay. And he, he's like kind of the poster boy for this whole thing. You know, I kind of. With the relationships, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I kind of related to him in the sense that like, you know, he was like a lot in his shell, like yeah. didn't really get out of his comfort zone. Yep. Like yeah. as far as yeah, his self-image was not that strong. No, and meanwhile, I, he's like jacked, good looking dude. Yeah, super, I'm like, bro, are you and then do you inside, not see what we see the here? Group, he talks his ass off. He you know, like yeah. he's just letting it flow. Yeah. Fuck. Now he does. Yeah, but yeah. Day one. I never knew him before. Yeah. So you should, yeah, you I could picture, him before. you know, I can yeah. relate to that. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. See, again, part of the the issue for me and probably some people is like you need to just let your guard down mm-hmm. and surrender. Surrender is the best word. Even, just, the even when I'm in therapy and shit, a lot of shit that we talk about is surrender. Right? You hear that a lot into, in addiction too. Like people a lot of are, religion, a lot yeah, of spirituality. Right. Like surrender and just, and just follow what they're saying. Yep. yep. And don't, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Because you're fighting it is you're, you're blocking the energy, blocking the process. The right? All the things, yeah. Yeah, see, my problem is I think I always, always see what think he I... says, my problem is... Yeah, you see? <laughs> I think I know I don't that. have any problems. And yeah. I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I might have challenges or resistance or things I'm going through, but yep. I would not associate myself with having a problem or a dis-ease or anything. It's just, it's sound, so it's energy. Yeah. So the gonna, ma- you guys can be all, all over each other now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the Matrix group, right? Like mm-hmm. what's, how is it like structured... Talk, you can talk a little bit about so that. So the like, matrix is for purpose, right? That's what I do for purpose. That's why I discovered like why I'm here. I've, I've figured out, you know, I've, I've mentored, menteed with somebody that figured it all out. I used it in my life. We create multiple revenue streams. So that's what I do for purpose. All the other streams are, are some of them for purpose, but for income, right? So like you guys with the food business and stuff is like you associate as restauranteurs, but that's not what you are. That's what you're doing for a living. Your, your spirit's expressing through a, a, a body. And now you're starting to unlock. It's like, wait a minute, like we could do anything. And now you're starting to assess like quality of life in, in right, that right. wheel, right? So, right. Um, so the matrix, we have uh, eight different points. Uh, we have free content. We have the Mindset Masters, which is like 37 a month. It's a Mindset Masters, no one left behind. We want to have millions of people on that around the world. That's like a give back. Uh, it doesn't exist anywhere. And then uh, you guys are in Thinking and Results. You're in Elite 100. So... Um, the thinking and results is, is the six month journey of like Bob's 63 years. That's what you guys are really getting there. It's not my content. Uh, we, we teach it. We, you know, we can explain it, things like that. And then from there we have the inner circle and then the elite 100 and then we do corporate and we do one-on-one. So we, we literally have, I don't care if somebody's already a billionaire. I can look at that wheel of life and find deficiencies and awareness and things that we can help them with. So it's not just business. That's the biggest no, thing. That's, that's, the what biggest, it, that's what attracted me to the it's group. wealth, right? Like there's definitely business and networking sure, groups yeah. and stuff like that, but it's the whole, it's the whole package. Yeah. It's, it's how to live. And right. I, I literally called them when I went down to the, uh, to, to your event. Mm-hmm. After, it was like two weeks after I joined. I wasn't even going to go, but I went. Um, and I called them like after like four or five hours. I'm like, dude, you know, like everyone's like, what's it like? How's it, you know, what's how it? I'm like, explain. dude, everybody here, the only way I can explain is they know how to live. Yeah. These people know just they just know how to live. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody's in the fucking happiest mood. Just everyone's giving to other people. Carefree like, giving like, has purpose. They're really doing what they love. They've they've taken the time to figure out what they've loved. They've gotten really good at it, and that's what they're doing. 
Yeah. It's a unique group. It's very, very unique. Well, the, the two key definitions here, because we're wealth and business mindset experts, right? So what is mindset? And let me see if I can ask you guys, what is, how would you define mindset? Because we all agree that you, like you need to discipline, change. Really? It's like, a st state of mind. Like state of mind, yeah, state of being, state of consciousness. Yeah, like what your your principles are that you live by, like what you're, yeah. You're get, yeah, you're getting yeah. closer, core values, yeah. So we all agree that mindset is what drives everything. Elon Musk has a certain mindset. There's other people that have restaurants that are failing. You guys are crushing it mm -hmm. because of your mindset, right? So we all agree we need to change mindset, but most people don't know what that is. So for this show and everybody listen, I'm going to give you the cheat codes, right? So mindset is, is what a paradigm is. And a paradigm is just a, a collection of mental programs stored in your subconscious. So if you think about it this way, Right, it's all of these mental programs stored in your subconscious mind, causing your physical results, financial results, marital results. We're expressing mental programs. So if we can look at our mindset as a collection of programs, like on a computer, you have now you have a, like a reference. It's like that that makes sense. Now where did the programs come from? Parents, school, society, your dad. Yeah. Then we realize we can change those. Right. So mindset is all the mental programs stored in your subconscious. Now, wealth is another thing we look at, right? Which is, if you look at our wheel of life, a lot of people think wealth is finances or business. I did for 40 years too. I'm like, I'm going to crush, you know, become a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. But if you look at wealth as being a balance of those 10 things, and I said, it's, it's what you're doing for work. It's your financial situation. It's your physical health. It's your environment. It's um, your romantic life, your friendships. Uh, I think it's spirituality. It's, it's personal growth, like what we study intellectually. And then philanthropy is another piece of that. So we define wealth as that balance. So now yeah. you have a definition for mindset and a definition for wealth right. that, that is the matrix. We, in, we enhance both of those. Right. You know what happens to me sometimes I've realized is like when someone gives us a compliment, do you guys feel like unworthy of it or like yeah, I don't deserve that's it? A big, that happens. That's a big one of ours. Like, when, yeah. like even when you said like you're crushing it, something in my soul. Like turned. <laughs> I, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what all the time. All wire. Like what the fuck happened? Was in mom, dad. Like why do I, I feel know. like I have to humble myself all the time? I, when I, said, I literally asked him that yesterday. I'm like, I don't know where that came from because even when we go like on shows, mm -hmm. we devalue and diminish so much what we yeah, are. Like I got. almost you feel like on the first day. You told yeah. me on the first day, like, dude, you're on like the fraction high, of one percent, the, the top yeah. fraction of the top one percent. Yeah. I'm like, really? Right. Yeah. yeah I don't realize like, that. I think I got mine from from you or even mom. Like, to be honest, part of it, sure. Like, no, to be to be like, but it, it's generational, right? Like, be like yeah. humble yourself. That's not a bad don't, thing. It just don't is. be cocky. Don't be this. Like, not like you're not anything, but like really be humble. Like, don't put your ego this. Like, really that comes from a lack mindset. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Not, it's not your dad's fault either. He's mm -hmm. doing the best he can with the information he has. Right, it's generational ignorance. There's such a thing as a healthy ego. It's quite necessary, actually. Yeah, and you know, recognizing if you're speaking the truth, you're speaking the truth. I was just giving you statistics. Right. I wasn't trying to kiss your ass. It's, this is a fact. This is where you guys are at. You're crushing mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's all relative. So relative to the world, you guys are crushing it. Relative to like Elon Musk, you, right? Or, yeah. or Jeff Bezos. So there's always that that last fraction of 1% is where all, yeah. you go from like a couple of million a year to billions a year. I mean, it's right. such a big piece. And that's where we play. That's right. where we play. You know, the, the weird thing is, is like, I remember like, you know, like mom and dad always saying like, you can do anything you want. Like you're going to own good, your own healthy business. thing, right? Like, like that, that was always great. Then, so then, I still don't know where the hell But then she came. said, as soon as we ever made any money, right. be humble. Don't yeah. do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't buy this. Don't be cocky. Don't show anyone anything. Don't, yeah. you yeah, know, like it was really like, yeah, if you probably. have it, be very quiet. Keep it to yourself. Don't say anything about yourself. 
don't talk about anything you have. And it, it just very like yeah. sunk us in. Yeah, but that's an old school mentality. Yeah, for right? sure. That's an yeah. old school mentality, you know? Because yeah. I really have to work on that. Yeah. I think my self-image of myself is all fucked up. Like my ego, I don't even have one. Like I become very... When my there's natural even, a, there's even a healthy way to say that though. My self-image yeah. self is all fucked up. I would just say my self-image my self -image right now isn't serving me. It's not no, fucked right. up. No, yeah, it's not serving me. Right? It's and not my, a bad thing. It's just now you're looking at it and say, wait a minute, I can enhance this. So it's just not serving me right now. Yeah, same with my, same with my ego. Because it's not good to say I'm all fucked up all yeah. the time. <laughs> no, because like, like my, even my ex, like she used to really like yeah. beat me down all well, the time. that's a good about, thing. She's an ex right. right. then. Right. I have a couple of those. <laughs> and, then, and then I would have like my, you know, as older brothers, it's yeah. not their fault either, beat me down. So it happened for like six years. Yeah, yeah. And then my mom would always say like, just take it. It's okay. It's so. not Angelo's fault. It's not Lutro's mm -hmm. fault. They're going through this or your ex is going through this. And I would just eat it mm -hmm. on the chin for like six years. And then eventually I was like, okay, like. It, it's got to express. So, and then, it's got to give. It's got to express. And then it, yeah. I think it expressed in a mm -hmm. panic attack. Mm -hmm. Eventually. The, the key thing for you guys and for people watching is to really understand the one concept. But so like you said, what happened with them, your parents, it's, it's literally not their fault. No, it's not. It's, no, yeah, it's no, their no. programming. Everybody's doing the best they can, given the level of awareness they have. Even the Nazis in Germany, which sounds harsh, they thought they were doing the right thing. But a baby's not born like that. There's mm. programming over time that turns them into a slaughtering machine. Mm. Right. Right. But Viktor Frankl, I, I talked to you guys about Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, he was a, a survivor of the Holocaust, and they slaughtered his kids, his parents, his family. Wow. Four years in concentration camps, but he understood these principles. Matter of fact, lesson five and nine are based on his teachings, understanding attitude, thoughts, yeah. feelings, and actions towards any environmental stimulus. He didn't hold ill will. He didn't hold anger. He only held on to hope. And he's like, you cannot break the front, the last frontier of my mind. You can break my body, but you can't take this. And he's at the highest level of, of that kind of yeah, awareness, right? So, so what are we going to go through that's anywhere remotely close to that? Like, what are no, we crying that's about? that's a tough yeah, exactly. right. So that's relative. I'm using relativity now. It's like whenever you feel down, like read the book once because it's dark. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. You'll never feel sorry if you're, you'll, you'll relate to that and say, what the, like, what's the big deal? Like you, we just took a million dollar hit, big deal. Like you still right. got my health, my family. Like it's just a game it anyway. Is, when you think about like, because sometimes people think when you go through something, it's like you're going through the worst. No yeah. one has it worse than you. My anxiety is so yes. bad, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, like you take a second and be like, Someone woke up today blind. See somebody or coming by in a wheelchair with cancer, and yeah. for, for some reason, I mean, perspective, you start to feel a little bit better. Like something's like, of course, eh, yeah. At least it could be worse, you know. Yeah. And that gives some sort of like hope, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the other side of that too, when you get into that like poor me attitude, you're attracting more things to get you in the poor me attitude. Realizing that is the, that's the biggest reason to get out of it because you're creating your future anxiety. Yeah. Right. Instead of like using relativity, shifting it, going for a run, calling somebody, like do something, change your vibrations, a million ways to do it. Yeah. And get into like maintain that high frequency because in six months from now, we'll be physically expressing, you know, the, the vibration from, from before. Yeah. Tony Robbins, I remember reading in a book once, talks about that, that when he feels like himself in a low vibration, right, or a low, bad mood, he'll yeah. physically stand up and like, Beat his yeah. chest, like change his physiology. Yeah, change his physiology. Yeah, yeah in order to increase his vibration and get People back to work. People can do that through breathing, through meditation. I mean, there's all a million things. You can do it through yoga, running. Yeah. You can just, I do it through gratitude. You can do that anywhere, anytime. You can do it in an elevator. Mm. You just mentally start 
I'm grateful for this. I'm so happy I got this, right? You just flip to the frequency of gratitude. That's a good one. Gratitude, yeah. right? It's very difficult for me to be gra to be grateful of things. Mm. Not saying it's impossible. So change that. I, I will get How would you change that word track? Eventually I will be, or I, I don't know. You can lie to yourself. It's super easy for me to do this. It's super, it's easy for easy, me to feel grateful. It's effortless to be it's, grateful. Okay, and you yeah. just repeat it, repeat right. it, even if it sounds like a lie. And that's the trick. Yeah. Even it's probably going to sound like a lie, actually, because you have mental programs that thinks it's this. So the, the principle of auto-suggestion, which is chapter four in Thinking Grow Rich is something you should study. You'll, you'll see the mechanism and like why this is. And it, it will sound like a lie. Mm. Um, see, my I, goal is... Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of my, a lot of what I do, would deal with feel like a lie. Like even yep. when you, you start to feel like shit in your own mind, because mm. your, your mind starts to be like, oh, I feel bad. Like, I feel fine. I feel fine. I feel fine. But then your mind recognizes like you're lying mm. to yourself yeah that's what happens but to the me. more you mm. see the opposite right it's about repetition that's the way right. you, that's, that's the, the way you auto suggest isn't isn't it true that your subconscious doesn't know the difference between the lie correct a, a lie and the truth correct so if you say it like okay. that's part of the that's reason the this thing part. works right doesn't know the difference between big or small good or bad those are all conscious or truth concepts. or lies truth or lies yeah so if you say you know i don't have anxiety or whatever i don't have this i don't have that even though, like, you might know you're lying to yourself, eventually you're, you're... It's going to hit your subconscious. Right. It's like, I feel like everything we're trying to do is to just penetrate the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. Our subconscious are so strong. Yeah. Well, I you, feel you like, bring up a really good point. Yeah. People are like, why is this so difficult? Well, there's, there's a reason we're designed like this. Uh, your subconscious is about a million times more powerful at storing data than the conscious. And I talk That's about crazy. this, right? Yeah. It, it needs to be, if you think about it. And the, the example I give, if, if we didn't have this mechanism... You know, every morning when you woke up, you'd have to learn how to walk, eat, speak, shower, and drive. Mm. Like if we didn't have the ability to retain powerful things, you can't compound and build. So it's, it's absolutely necessary to have this. It's just when we're born, we're usually born into an ignorant state with ignorant people that don't know. Right. And they build in um, paradigms that don't serve us. Mm. Fear, doubt, worry, lack instead of like, imagine if you'd grown up with Richard Branson as your dad. Right. Right. And right. It's like, he's always, he's very highly aware. You, you would grow up with like, just love abundance. Of course you can. Let's go do it. Right. You'd have a whole different belief system. Same right. baby, different environment. Right. So once we understand it, it's okay, now I get it. And I just have some virus code program that I need to just figure out what the polar opposite, spend some time and just focus on the opposite. Yeah. So like nature versus nurture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a, a baby could be born in China, an American baby could be born in China and they'll learn Chinese of course, and yeah. speak it fluently, perfectly with the accents and yep. everything, right? That's that a Chinese person could be born here and they speak perfect same English. Thing, yeah. You know, so it's like that same thing, like your subconscious, that's when you're learning all those things is at that age, right? And is there a certain age where like the subconscious is done or is no, it always never. happening? It, gets, it can get more challenging because we have experience over time and they get deeper and deeper rooted. So yes, it's more challenging, which is why we need repetition. Uh, brand new baby doesn't have a lot of relativity, right? Right. So when you talked about languages, understand this, wealth building is just another language like Chinese. That's why I use the example, you know, if you'd grown up as like with Warren Buffett as your dad, you would speak wealth, just right. like speaking Chinese. And you'd be a multi-billionaire and you wouldn't think anything of it. Mm. It wouldn't be a big deal. It just, it just would be like speaking a language. Right. It's more like normal. You're talking yeah, billions. It's, it's like, like nothing. Yeah. yeah. And you probably have a whole host of other things that like you have paradigms around, you know, maybe... Uh, love or health or like Steve Jobs. They use him as a, an example of what not to do. 
Right. Exactly. So if he was aware of all this, he probably could have had it all. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Of course. You know? Yeah. I did hear some horrible things about him. Genius, but I really heard some Genius. Stuff. Oh, genius. Yeah. He was a raging narcissist, though. Yeah. He would step on people. He stepped on his business partners. I mean, no fucks given about employees. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, grinding people out instead of like Google, mm. where they created a company that works with people and arguably one of the most successful companies in history. Yeah. Right. Those are two polar opposite uh, cultures and companies. Yeah. So this was like a, a session. <laughs> I mean, this is this turned into like an actual session here. I feel like, you know, like we, we learned a lot, yeah. you know. Awesome. No, I'm happy to help. I, I'm very, very passionate about yeah, getting no, this I, out to people. So I appreciate you guys having me on the I'm show. Just, I, you know what the takeaway from how confident you are in it? Like, you know, when you see someone who really believes something and they're like, yeah, it's a, it's a factual thing. Yeah, it's not like it we're not talking. But it rubs off on you to believe it. Right. Just by his conviction mm -hmm. of talking about it. Right. Like, shit, that's real. You yeah. <laughs> There's examples of it everywhere. Yeah. Of course. There really is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everyone in that group. I mean, everyone's... I haven't ever seen anything that contradicts anything that you just said. I haven't either. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I've never met a billionaire that's like a, you know, that's just like a prick, negative, and, you know, like... meet a lot of millionaires, but not too many billionaires. Right. Yeah. You can just, like, knuckle your way to being a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. But there's probably nobody that's that's the billionaire with the... You know, with the with the family life, with everything well rounded, that right. doesn't closest, truly understand this. Closest, well, the closest person I mimic is Richard Branson. Yeah, from what I've seen, right? If you look at his journey, you know, he's a humanist, a philanthropist, like fun companies, like Virgin Records, Virgin mm -hmm. Cruise Lines, Virgin Airlines, like right. you know, traveling the world, expressing spiritual. Um, went into space at age set, like physically jacked still. Right. Yeah. Like he's somebody that I feel that I kind of look at. It's good to have a picture of somebody like that too. Somebody well, who's really well really rounded. Like yeah. your picture is like Andy Frisella, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Like everyone should have that person. I agree. Yeah. That's like what they look like, what they act like, what they well, I don't feel. want to look like Richard, but <laughs> no, yeah. he's an ugly bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Richard, if you're watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, his um, what I see he's done in that wheel of life is is very impressive. Out of any other billionaire that I've that I've seen or know, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So this was awesome. Um, I guess we'll, we'll end with the last question that we normally ask, right? Even though I feel like we gave enough advice, there's enough advice in here for, for people, my, yeah, my following take, personally is going to watch the shit out of this video. Yeah. So normally we, we end with asking what is the best piece of advice that you've received that you could pass on uh, people who are either struggling with something or looking to start a business or they're an entrepreneur going through it. Like what's the best piece of advice you can give somebody, you know, that would pass on and have the most impact. So I think there's probably a couple, right? So number one is the concept of understanding we become what we think. So what are you thinking? So getting, becoming aware of what we talked about is, is like step number one in realizing we become what we think. All science, all theology throughout time has disagreed on almost everything except for that one concept. We become what we think. So that's sort of a piece of uh, advice or something to, to ponder. But having a solid morning routine where you're spiritually, intellectually, and physically priming. And it doesn't have to be all at once, but studying something in your industry, studying something about your mind, and then going for a walk or a run or something, um, you know, purposely starting every day will change your entire life. Yeah. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah. That's the key, dude. One day at a time. One day at like a time. Like the 1% better than yesterday theory is, yeah. is really important. Yeah, this is great. Awesome. A ton of value here. Um, yeah. Brian, where can people find you? On uh, I mean, all over. So Brian Domaso on uh, Instagram, uh, briandomaso360.com, and obviously the Matrix Success Network. 
as uh, where all of our stuff is. And if, yeah. any, if anyone has any questions about becoming a member there, I mean, just message any one of our Instagram accounts. We'll yeah, kind of I mean, let you know. Yeah, same with mine. I'm too. in the group. I can attest to it's done wonders for me. Highly recommend it to anybody who's trying to change, you know, who feels stuck, who just wants a better life, who wants to just better anything about their life. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, and I, I've been a, I've been a believer and I'm like a fanboy since day one. So yeah. And when I'm at 275, I'll attest, you, you'll be able to attest to it. Yeah. <laughs> it will be on the website. I love know? it. I love it. All right. All right. That's, a wrap. that's the episode. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs>